Steve, Steve, mate, I've got you on. I, I, I found you on Skype. You're not in the studio. Where are you at? Uh, well, I've been so busy editing the uh, episode 91 of Playing Crazy Down Under, mate, that uh, I've escaped. In fact, I'm at work on You're the right. iPhone. You've gone to work to escape from editing. Absolutely. It's working well for me, mate. Oh, you'll have to do this one. Oh, dude, that's a bit rude. Well, anyway, this is actually a turn-up for the, for the books, Grant. It's normally, uh, when we're doing a remote one, it's normally me in the studio and uh, you at the other end of the, uh, of the remote phone, but uh, this time we're doing it the other way around, just for something different. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure I like this one, because this means I've got to do the edit. Everyone will notice. It'll sound terrible. Now, you know, Grant, uh, recently I switched from using BlackBerry and went over to the iPhone, which is actually what I'm on now through this Skype connection, and uh, I tell you what, I'm a trendsetter, mate, because it looks like Qantas is doing the same. That's right, mate. They are. They've uh, decided that they're going to dump uh, BlackBerry. They're yet another corporate or quasi-governmental organisation who are deciding that Blackberries aren't it and they're going iPhone. And you know what else? You know the bit that I really like? What's that, mate? They're apparently going to allow staff who already have an Android to bring their Android along. Oh, Grant McHerrens of the world, unite and rejoice. That's uh, wonderful news, mate. But, uh, you know, I've been assimilated into the iPhone collective, so it looks like Qantas, uh, according to this article here in australianaviation.com.au, Qantas will ground uh, 1,300 of its Blackberries in favour of iPhones. And we know, of course, as we mentioned last week, that uh, Qantas is uh, also going to iPads rather extensively, so uh, it kind of follows, I guess. They probably did a uh, rather bulk deal with uh, with Apple, I'd say. Yeah, they may well have, um, but everyone's just pointing out that uh, iPhone works a lot easier and now that they've done a lot of extra work on the iPhone to help on some of the security aspects. Not so much the full encryption and so on, of course, because iPhone can be cracked whereas BlackBerry can't, but they're just going to go with it because it's a lot easier to use. Everyone's, everyone's going Apple or Android or things like that, and it's just another nail in the coffin of uh, BlackBerry. Uh, more and more people are leaving them behind. They've, they really seem to have lost it when it comes to... like They, they were the cool phone to have. Everyone had to have one. And now everyone's just saying, eh, you know, they're not as cool as the iPhone or the Android, and to heck with security, we'll just go with what we've got. It'll be on them now to uh, make sure that there are no uh, security uh, flaws there. That's right, mate. It's it's pretty much good enough for most people. Uh, I know in both cases, uh, especially Android, you can tweak the heck out of it and get pretty secure on it. But for most businesses, uh, they find that the iPhone, um, if done right, will give them enough protection. But, you know, speaking of uh, doing things right, it looks like Emirates uh, are doing things really well for us Aussies. They're currently the third largest employer of Aussies in aviation. I'll tell you what, not the least of which would be uh, Aussie pilots. We know a lot of uh, Qantas or ex-Qantas pilots are flying over there in many of the Middle Eastern carriers, not the least of which uh, Emirates figures amongst those. And, uh, yeah, 5,000 Australian employees. So, uh, you know, they're about uh, one-third the the size of Qantas just in this part of the world, which uh, to me is quite remarkable, I think. That's right, mate. They've got uh, something like 3,000 Aussies employed in Australia. If you look at not just the airline, but all the aspects of being Emirates, including uh, uh, some of the uh, resorts that they own and things like that. But uh, then they've got another 1,200 or so based in Dubai. And uh, they're rapidly approaching that 5,000 mark, which you know, keep this up, guys, and they'll employ more Aussies than Qantas. Yeah, Emirates is certainly in the news this week. They've announced uh, plans earlier this month to launch non-stop flights from Dubai through to Adelaide. Uh, interesting that they're flying to Adelaide, I thought. And uh, they're looking at upping their services to Australia from 70 flights per week to 84 by March next year. So that's uh, quite an upgrade. And we see a lot of their A380s now starting to make their way down to this part of the world. That's right, mate. There's uh, quite a bit of uh, A380 action as well as 777s. Uh, they seem to be the two main aircraft types that they fly down here. And, uh, yeah, well, they needed to increase the uh, capacity into Adelaide. Adelaide, there was a market there, people were wanting to fly. Once again, this is just showing Qantas pulls out, citing that uh, 
they don't want to be on these routes and we get Emirates, Etihad, we get Qatar and we also get um, Singapore Airlines all stepping forwards and increasing their capacity. Even China Southern is increasing their capacity to take up the slack that Qantas has let occur. Now, speaking of Etihad, we reported a few weeks ago about uh, their push to uh, take a 10% stake into uh, Virgin Australia, and uh, there was quite some opposition to that from other airlines, not the least of which was Qantas, and uh, they were trying to run that through some government agencies to see if they could perhaps have that blocked. Well, uh, Grant, it doesn't look like they've been successful here. The 10% uh, stake has been given the go-ahead by regulators. That's right, mate. And uh, as Borghetti's been saying, uh, how can a 10% stake, when we already have 24 to 25% from Virgin itself, the Virgin Holdings, and about another 19% from Air New Zealand. So this 10%, they're not going to have control. And uh, we already have all the benefits of linking up with them internationally and getting all their passengers who come into Australia. You know, he, he's, I think, correctly at this stage, pointing out that uh, Qantas, who have been apparently going around in the hallowed halls of power in Canberra, crying wolf and saying how bad this is going to be and the sky is falling and Eddie Had's going to cause all sorts of problems. They've even got a couple of unions on side with them. Who knew that had happened? You know, it's basically, no, they're not taking control. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll tell you what, it gives, gives us something to talk about besides Qantas bashing, which is uh, something we've been doing the last few episodes, mate. But uh, let's move on to some military news now. And uh, according to another article here in AustralianAviation.com.au, Boeing Defence Australia has de- uh, delivered the first two RAF repainted aircraft in a $20 million contract signed in March. And it uh, looks like they're getting some of those done over in New Zealand, which I find interesting. They're going to do a P3 or two. They're doing C-130s, the Hawks. Uh, what else are they painting, mate? Well, in fact, they're uh, they're also doing Hercules. Uh, interestingly, they're doing C-130Hs, which is a bit odd considering they're retiring those aircraft uh, very, very shortly. But uh, the first one to come across, as you mentioned, is an AP-3C uh, Orion, a maritime surveillance aircraft. Interestingly, they're talking there about inhibiting corrosion, and I would imagine that's something that would be very uh, important with the AP-3C, thing as they spend most of their life out over the water hunting submarines. Yeah, a lot of low-level action uh, in corrosive environments. Not only are they doing it over there in uh, New Zealand, they're also doing uh, some... Uh, repainting of 28 of the Hawk 127 lead-in fighter jets and they're doing that at uh, RAF Base Ambly up there in Queensland and uh, actually that's quite important up there too Grant because uh, we know we've been up there a couple of times and um, it's quite humid up there most of the time. That's right mate, very humid so it makes it interesting to try and paint the aircraft I'm guessing they've got a pretty good climate controlled environment to do that but the other spot that they're doing some of the painting is at Flying Colours Aviation in Townsville. Well I guess uh, now that the uh, you know the maintenance facilities for the F-111 are uh, you know rather vacant I suppose they have to do something with all that uh, real estate up there. That could help, yeah. Yeah, of course, Raff Base Ambly Grants up there uh, just near Ipswich in Queensland. You know, actually, I'm looking at buying some uh, investment property up there. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I don't have uh, too many requirements. Uh, just a nice place with a view. Not a sea view, but perhaps a view of the base. And what's yep. Cathy say about that? How's she feel about that? Cathy, uh, yes, I'm sure she'll be all for that, mate. Yeah, so she's going to be right in for having a house that vibrates every, uh, you know, half hour or so as the jets pull out. You're right, mate. She'd love that. I should probably start planning my own funeral now. Yeah, well, there you go, mate. Um, investment properties, they're a great thing. Just ask Lindsay Fox, look where he started with a bit of a hauling company and trucks and things like that. And now he owns Essendon Airport and Avalon Airport and all sorts of stuff. He's got a few investment properties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could invest like that. Mind you, you know, I'd probably be a bit more pro-aviation. But we won't go there, Grant. No, we'd better not. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, uh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble here.
here, mate, uh, particularly not with my wife, but nor my employer as I'm sitting here in the roster area here at Flinders Street Station at Melbourne. I probably ought to get back to work and drive some trains. Well, there is always that, mate. I, I think I can hear that whistle in the background. It sounds like they've got the train ready to go, all waiting for you. Oh, well, I think I've got my student driver out there. I'm sure she could drive it without me. <coughs> no, that's not right at all. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that. They'll, they'll start believing you and you, you won't get work anymore. All right, mate. Well, I better get out and get the coffee and, uh, you know, we can't drive anywhere without that. Oh, got to have the coffee, yes. All right, coming to you from my iPhone this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still the Android at Grant McCarran. Well, happy editing, mate. You'll enjoy it. Thanks. It's mate. a blast. Oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm sure I can make something out of it. Awesome.